Welcome to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey, a podcast series for women in midlife who yearn to gain new clarity and purpose for the afternoon of life. Hello, everyone. Today, we welcome Albana Brioni from Albania, and she's been living in Belgium, in Brussels. And what a gift Albana brings to us today. Albana is a recognized thought leader in generative leadership and business innovation, and she creates transformational change in businesses and growth, mostly or notably in digital enablement. And she helps game changers manifest conscious leadership. Albana is also a TEDx speaker and an official member of the Forbes Coaches Council. She's co-author of an inspirational leadership book. She's creator of change crowdsourcing method as a strategy for viral change and generative intelligence coaching practice. What a wonderful gift you bring to us today, Albana, because you demonstrate how you can bring about amazing transformation as you begin the second half of life and as you own and give birth to the wisdom and the gifts that are within you so you can enable others to do the same. So a big welcome, Albana. It's so lovely to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Anne. I am honoured and pleased to be with you and with your audience. Thank you. You were telling me that you have a little six-year-old son. You're over 50, the beginning, as we say, of the second half of life, but you're still living a very youthful life. Can you tell us what led you to this transformational leadership journey and what it is you really want to inspire others with? That is a very interesting question, Anne. Um, I, as I said, I come from a country and from a period that um, the youth and uh, the childhood have been a mix of wondering about the future and really desiring a totally different future. So I'm from the 70s and born in Albania during the time of uh, dictatorship. And of course, all our dreams were towards a better future. Um, now, as times went by, I worked hard to get there, uh, within or outside Albania. And I think that um, compassion for whatever is hard in life and desire to overcome it has become, let's say, a, a, a red thread on the way that I'm approaching life. I know it can be better, but I know it can be suffering. I know it can be joy, but I know it can be sadness. And looking at life from those, um, let's say, extreme positions, but finding the way, navigating the way in between, has been for me, to say, a the way of moving forward. And it has somehow associated or, or accompanied me in all the different stages of life. I guess that's where I find the, um, the essence, uh, if I say, or that secret recipe on staying youthful, being able to understand the extremes and navigate in between and find the place in between that corresponds to our dreams and to uh, what we want to become and what, what we want to offer in life. It's true that I've been supported by uh, parents and grandparents 
uh, that uh, somehow encourage that kind of discussion and that kind of thinking. Uh, but quite a bit of that has been developed in the way. I must say that each time I had something wonderful happening to me, there was something else very sad uh, happening on the other side. And as a child, for example, it wasn't so easy to understand and to justify uh, the injustice of what we would felt as being fair. With the time, I understood, though, that um, this is part of life. And uh, as I said, trying to find that way in between those extremes has been, for me, the, the element that has propelled me to go forward. And if you say uh, staying young, yes, indeed. So, Abana, you were talking about living with those extremes, living with the opposites, if you like, which many people don't achieve easily. And it's such a wonderful gift that you have there to have found your way between certainty and uncertainty, between sadness and between joy. Can you say a little bit more about that to help our listeners understand how you achieved this in your life? Certainly. And I'd like to be to, to bring in there a piece of very personal information. I, I was 27 when um, uh, I became mother for the first time. And I was so happy about that. Both we were so happy, me and my husband. And at that time, when I told to my parents, I understood there was some kind, some kind of a strange feeling. Little did I know until the birth of my child that I'd lost my brother um, during this period. And no one told me because they didn't want to make me sad as I was awaiting uh, first a new, a new baby. And um, when I learned about that, of course, having a little baby on my arms uh, gave me so much joy and helped me to deal with my sadness. But at the other time, I had, on the other side, I had my mom that was, I was in Norway at that time, and my mom was in Albania. And I thought at such a moment, how is she doing? How is she handling that? And during all those times, she didn't even say a word. She tried to give me some advice about the newborn, tried to, to be with me when I, whenever I would call her. Um, and... And to me, that question of what I know is only my pain at this moment, my joy and my pain, and what about her? Now, trying to put myself in the shoes of someone else helped me to overcome that, I would say, deep sorrow and sadness of going through this, this particular uh, moment uh, alone. So that is one thing, putting myself in the shoes of the other person. We all have got uh, sorrows and moments of sadness and difficulties in life. But the moment that we, that, that we start looking at what's going on with the other party, I think we find a better balance. And we try to find joy in whatever is a loss. I always say there is light in the shadow as it is shadow in the light. In the moments of of deep sorrow, there is something that can lighten our path, especially if we start thinking about 
what's going on for the others. Yeah, that is very beautiful, Albana. Mm. Yeah, and then when I had my, my latest um, child, uh, Isaac, uh, was totally unexpected in all senses of the world, uh, of the word. Um, so medically speaking, I could have not had another child. However, when he came, I knew that there was a risk with, with the age, but I said, that's welcoming. So welcome to, to that new baby. We were all so happy that we could have a new, a new baby in the family, a new kid in the family. Um, however, Isaac was born with barely six months. And uh, the whole context into which he was born was for me, I would say, a life school. Uh, I, at that time, I was going through a very particular uh, learning path in, uh, in coaching. And as it happens, during those days that I was in the hospital with him, I found the deep value of everything I've been going through in terms of learning. I literally got myself into envisaging his future, playing with him, laughing with him, uh, telling him stories, seeing him old, going through things together. At a time, the doctor said, there is unfortunately no hope. And the miracles happen. But I would say that we have got the say on miracles happening. The moment that we can envisage the future, the moment that we stay positive, we stay hopeful, even in the darkest moments of our life, we find hope and we find way forward. Now, this kind of psychology, uh, this kind of orientation applies in, 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 in uh, say, in special moments of life, but actually... If we look at it, every day in life becomes a moment of choosing between um, a no and a yes, between I cannot do and I can do. And I deeply believe we all have the power of choosing what, what is constructive, uh, what is hopeful, what is positive, what is encouraging, what is inspiring and what is creating in our lives. Um, and so, unfortunately, I've had those lessons in, in, in periods where, uh, let's say, there were very drastic, very, very dramatic happenings. Um, but as I said, if we uh, don't pay attention enough, uh, every single moment in life uh, can turn into a drastic moment. Having that perspective, though, turns any moment in life in a moment of hope and joy. Yeah, this is just so important. And I think one of the things I found is that many women, when they reach midlife or menopause, they think it's the end and they focus only on the negative rather than making that choice to explore the beauty of what's unfolding within them. And as you say, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with the choices that we make and all of us can choose to how we focus and what we want to focus on. And all of us can choose to become and to grow. Absolutely, Anne. And I must say that during that period, 
um, I would say that Isaac stayed for three months in the incubator. Uh, during that time, I was totally renovating a new house, and I had still some clients. I love the work that I was doing with my clients. I had some coaching clients and um, and a consulting work because my my activity is coaching and consulting, both going hand on hand, working with with independent, uh, so with private privately with people, working with, uh, with big organizations, working with um, business owners or small organizations. And when I engage with people, of course, there is an agenda. Everybody has got their own goal to achieve. Um, everybody was very considerate about the situation I was going through. But next to that, I happened to buy a new house, which we were totally renovating. When I bought the house and I, uh, we, we um, engaged the renovators, I said that I want to have the house ready for uh, before Christmas. And they said, you're crazy. How can, how can we get a house renovated in seven months? I said, we will. And uh, so we did, actually. Actually, we moved in with everything done before Christmas. Um, but that's to say that Isaac was, was born in October, and during that time, I was delegating the works of renovation from the hospital because my husband used to work in, in Amsterdam at those times, so he was traveling forth and back in the weekend to see the little one. Um, so everything was coming together. And I did slow down a few things, but I didn't drop any balls. I took daily care of the little one. I kept on uh, looking after the clients that were going through a critical path and needed the support um, from me. I kept on uh, delegating and, and organizing the work about the renovation of a house. I, had, I have two adult kids one that now is 25 and one that is 20. They were going through the adolescence through that time. They needed a lot of attention. Um, and for them, having a new brother that was newly born when the, the doctors were not giving much of a hope, they were all going through the worry, will he be safe? Will he be healthy? In addition to going through the adolescence. So taking care of them was, of course, also of high priority for me. So all that coming together, and a lot of people ask, how did you go through that? And I kept on working afterwards, and I kept on doing a lot of other things, activities afterward. There is only one answer. It's a choice. It's a choice, yes. It's a choice to be hopeful and positive. Mm -hmm. And I hope all our listeners can really see the beauty of that choice. And the giving birth physically is also a metaphor of what you're giving birth to now at this stage of your life and the choices that you're making. And you can help so many other people because of the choices that you're making to be positive and to keep giving birth now to the wisdom that's within you and sharing it with others, really living that wise woman that you are, becoming the wise woman who passes it on to others. And this is what you're doing, Albana. What would you tell women today as they either move through or are through this stage of midlife? What, what is the gift you want to leave them with, or the thought that you want to leave them with that's going to help them to make these positive choices? There is one thing to start with. I think that um, midlife stage is a blessing. 
And it's a blessing in many, many directions. Personally, I feel it's a moment where nature gives us an opportunity to get back in touch with ourselves and with who we are profoundly. I have learned that from my own experience, but I also see that with the many um, clients and coaching clients that, that I work with, especially with women. It isn't, it isn't an um, incident that so many women at the around age of 50 go into search for meaning. They might be very successful in their professional lives or in their um, roles, in the different roles that, that, that women uh, uh, frequently uh, hold. They might be very successful in that particular role that identifies them at that moment. And yet, there is deep down them a profound um, search for meaning. And I find I'm very curious about that. I approach it with a lot of curiosity. How does it come? And why does it happen all around that age? So 40, 45, 52, 55 is that age where I see so many of my uh, friends, uh, myself and clients going through that search for meaning. And that's why I say this age, this um, period of life is a real blessing because it turns us to the search of getting in connection with the deeper sense of who we are and bringing out eventually uh, the potential, that big potential resides within us. With 50, there is quite some wisdom that has been developed in many areas, as a parent, as a child, as a uh, partner, as sometimes for, for those that started their parenthood uh, early, as a grandparent, so I've got uh, uh, clients that are grandparents at the, at the age of 50. Uh, there is a lot of wisdom, and most of, of, of women have um, progressed in their career to levels of decision-making, um, or they have changed several, several, uh, let's say, functions, and they come to the point of saying, what is that all about? What is it that I'm here to bring? That is one thing. But a lot of other things happen also in terms of relationships. What I see, and that's the second element that I say, it's a blessing. What I see is that around that age, a lot of relationships are about gratitude and handing a hand, uh, offering a hand, and also forgiveness. It's so striking to see how relationships that seemed impossible uh, before that age, suddenly we start to go around the corners. We start to see there is a way eventually that I can let go of that dispute that we had and this incompatible way of, for example, looking at life or um, way of talking or way of resolving. And, and that is beautiful to see for all the women, in all the women that develop that capacity or are in the search of at least understanding why is that happening to me? And that is often a question. Isn't that strange, Antana, that this person that I didn't want to sit on the table with years ago, I kind of 
and curious and saying, why did he feel the way he feels? And so the question goes, why why is that person, why why am I so ready and so open? Why do I have that inner desire to sit down and have a conversation and understand where that person is coming from? Or another question, I know that I am successful here and still I'm searching for something else. Why? I've got everything I need. I've got the money. I've got the title. I have got a beautiful house. I've got kids that are doing great at school. There is something in me. I'm looking for something else. I don't know. What is it? I think that as we go through that transition, that, um, that looking for meaning, as we listen to ourselves, our inner self more deeply with compassion and with love, so then we can listen to others with that same compassion and love. But that as women, we have to listen to our own inner world with compassion and love and not continue forcing ourselves to be what we're not, but allowing that change to take place as we grow into becoming our best self, becoming the woman who can listen and give to others, give birth again to others' creativity as well as our own. It's been absolutely lovely having you with us today, Albana, and there's so much more that you have there to share. We're running out of time now, and maybe we can have you back another time to talk a bit more, or we can together do something, um, you know, for women in what we write and what we teach. How can women get in touch with you if they want to talk to you a little bit more? Oh, they can always uh, get in touch with me through my website at vrioni.eu. Um, they can also uh, get in touch with me on my own LinkedIn. Uh, they can easily find me on LinkedIn at Albana Vrioni. Um, there are, of course, other ways. Um, I am um, searchable on Google and um yeah, those would be, I think, the, the easiest way through my website and through the LinkedIn profile. And listeners, as you go in, when, when the podcast is released, you'll see all those details written underneath too, so you'll be able to find them easily. And also don't forget to tap into the um, my Facebook page, Fabulous 50s and More, and sign up for the um, the. the other podcasts that are coming out and make sure you keep in touch with all of us and we really look forward to you joining us next podcast and again albana we want to thank you so very much for the gift that you've brought to everyone today thank you thank you Anne. it has been a pleasure you've been listening to alchemy in the midlife kitchen with dr Anne moya bussy we look forward to your company next episode i'm chris ashmore Thanks for listening.